and welcome to the Agape Leaders Podcast. This week we have a special guest, a young lady that I've been blessed to kind of sit on the sidelines and watch as the Lord uses her to touch other lives. She lives her life for the Lord and it shows. And so I'm excited for you to hear from her and to meet her. And so without further ado, let's bring in this week's guest on the Agape Leaders Podcast, Sarah Katiatis. Well, welcome in, Sarah. So excited to have you here. Yes, I'm so excited to talk to you. Praise God. Now, I'm going to admit something to you. I have been waiting so patiently because I know that God is using you. I don't even like I don't even have a half of a doubt. You know, some people go, is God really if we're being honest with each other, when I see you, I don't doubt it for a second. So I'm happy that you're here. And I want to open the first part of this podcast to 100% to you to share with our listeners, uh, you know, a little bit who you are, and then your faith journey. And Stop when you get ready. So my faith journey started in small seeds. I would say these little encounters where God had obviously put his hand on my life. One being my mom. She's a faithful woman and stuff happened growing up where my my dad wasn't faithful. And he never, um, I never saw him go to church. I never saw like a godly relationship play out and they ended up getting divorced. And I moved from Stockholm, Sweden, because I, I moved around overseas a lot growing up and I was used to these changing atmospheres. And, and, and so we moved from Stockholm to the United States in a small town in Kansas. And my mom was going through a lot of pain. And I saw that as a nine-year-old and I was processing the pain of losing a father and, and all of this was happening. And my mom still chose to be faithful. She still went to church, but she gave us the option, especially in high school. So me and my brother doing sports and getting just so involved in high school activities, obviously wanted the weekends to breathe and for ourselves. And so we chose because my mom gave us the option to not go to church. And the only time we did go to church was out of obligation and out of like guilt to want to please our mom, to want her to be happy. But that those were seeds. Sure, it wasn't from my own desire, even though there, there were parts of me curious, it, it wasn't on my own. And so when I moved to San Diego State University, I got super sucked in it being the num- one of the number one party schools in the nation, I got super sucked into the worldly things of going to parties and drinking and doing drugs and unhealthy relationships with men. But my freshman year, I was walking on campus and I got handed a ramen packet with an invite to church on it. And I took it. I was like, free food. I'm broke. Freshman, I'm, uh, I'm down. And so I took it and it was sitting by my desk for a while. And then I ate the ramen and, and there was this little card on the front of it that I kept and it was an invite to church. And the sermon series was on relationships. Now I have only ever known toxic 
unfaithful, failing relationships and had been in several of my own that mimicked very well what I saw from my dad and from my mom. And I was like, I need all the help I can get. Maybe this church has the answers. So I stumbled in, hung over to church on Sunday and sat in the back, did not want to be seen, but God saw me and I got completely wrecked, completely wrecked had an encounter with God through the worship that was happening. It wasn't even anything so anyone said. It was just the worship music. Okay, I need my tissue box. I Oh, praise God. <laughs> okay. So, um yeah, so that happened. Small seed. Small small seed. I didn't go back. I I tried, I think. I think I tried continuing, but I I was too involved in the wrong friend group to really make that commitment and to go against the the tide that yeah so i fell into parties and did this whole toxic cycle all over again for about two years and would sometimes go to church and then i would most of the time be at parties and i couldn't shake this truth, this God thing, this, I couldn't shake who Jesus said he was. I couldn't shake the encounter I had at that church service. I couldn't shake it. And I would talk about it when I was under the influence. I would talk about it drunk at parties. And I asked these people at this party once, like, there's got to be more to life than this. I was having an existential crisis almost all the time. And I was like, there's got to be more than to life in this. Everything we were trying, drugs, alcohol, parties, boys, it just never fulfilled. And man, I'm writing a poem kind of on this right now, but it just never satisfied. We ha- we have these desires and and we try to like fill them, but it just never satisfied. And this this one group of people were like, oh yeah, we go to church. So I started going to church with them pretty regularly, but that was the most excruciating pain of my life, going to parties and going to church, like having this double life and riding that line of like, yes, God is true. And I want to believe this, but also I can't shake my flesh and I want to continue to live like this. It was it was so painful to live in the in-between and eventually it got to me and conviction is such a beautiful thing. And the conviction I felt drew me closer to the kingdom of God. And I had to choose, I had to choose one and I chose God, but that wasn't the end. Even though I went all in and revival did start happening, I was freeing myself from these chains, from anxiety from anxiety attacks, from medications, from drugs, from alcohol, from eating disorders, from the list goes on. I was getting free from that, but my flesh was used to these habits and my weakness being men and relationships with, with guys, probably because of the, 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 um, probably from the fact that I I didn't have a male figure in my life growing up for my dad, I craved male attention. 
And I just needed that at all times. And so I found myself in a relationship with a guy who said he was a Christian, but there were no fruit, there was no fruit. And like the Christianese version, we weren't equally yoked, but I thought I loved him and liked him and wanted to explore things with him. And it drug me back into old patterns and all these old life worldly things. And I turned my back on God and I eventually found myself back. I eventually went and fell at the knees of Jesus again. And that's the beauty of God's grace is that he really just gives chance after chance for us to come back to, you know, reconcile a relationship with him. And I'm so grateful for that because it wasn't just a one and done for me. I abandoned him and then came back again. and so. Yeah, I came back and since then I'm still navigating this this life filled with different troubles that come up, but I know for a fact that I can never turn my back on God and I can never go back into the world and yeah, so that's a little summary of of my testimony and he's done and the beauty the beauty about a testimony is that it's always changing. It's always getting better. And I love when people tell their testimony and then tell what God is currently doing, because like, I don't want to just say like, oh, the glory days of me, like in my past, like celebrating that it's beautiful that God can use this bad for his good. And here I am now, but he has done so much and he has brought me to just be radically different, not just for myself, but for my community. And I get Mm -hmm. to pour into other people because of what he's done for me. And I started a a zoom Bible study, which is where we connected Mm -hmm. and got to, you know, just bring in so many people from different countries and different walks of life and have a community form around that. And, and just, yeah, the community on social media that God has brought me from coming to him and, that's a whole nother story too, mm. the whole poetry, social media aspect. But yeah, it's just beautiful to see the, the fruit that, that God will give you and, and bless you with when you really make him your first, when you make him your priority and when you spend time with him. Yeah, you get purpose and, and people are blessed because of it, not just yourself. Like you get to pour that over into other people. And yeah. Praise God. I have a question for you. It's a follow-on question because you said that being in church and being in the world, you didn't use those terms, but that's what I'm using here. Mm-hmm. You said it was the most excruciating pain of your life. And so my question to you is, I was I was wondering if you were going to answer that question um, in what you were saying, but my question is, why do you think it was that way? Why do you think it was so excruciating to maybe help somebody who may be going through that. Mm, yeah. Initially, I think that it's two different belief sets and, and it's completely contradicting each other. And so when you are living a contradiction you have nowhere to really fully put your identity because your identity in one world 
it's like essentially just being a hypocrite, but that's like super harsh to say, but I was totally being a hypocrite. I had this whole different persona at parties and then would go to church the next day and be a completely different angelic goody two shoes girl. And it was, it was fake. And I think really our desire is to be authentic and genuine and live the same life throughout every scene that like we are truly who we are and who we say we are wherever we go and that we get to be ourselves and live out of that identity that God gave us, that God has, has been trying to break through in us from the time that we were conceived. Like, it's just when we accept that identity, that, God created us and that I, I personally, I'm a daughter of the King. I, I have a purpose and a calling on my life and to step into that identity, it changes everything. And what I was doing is I was, I was accepting Jesus and I was accepting I no, I wasn't even fully really accepting. I was understanding what he did mm-hmm. and I wasn't fully believing it and I wasn't living it out. I was yeah, I was believing in two different belief systems that were completely contradicting each other and it was it was so painful because I wasn't able to be my my true self. That's really good. You're, as you're talking about that, having been a service member, <clears throat> I was thinking about a person who is fighting in a war, but they're fighting on both sides. Mm. And this fear of being found out and being rejected by both sides. When you were talking, that was the image that came to me. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, no, that's good. That's such a good analogy. Yeah, no, totally. It was because it that's what's happening in our life. There's a war happening between good and evil, right? And I was on both sides and it was totally like a like a like a in a sense a spy on both sides trying not to be found out. Like acting a certain way to fit in on mm. each side and didn't want to be discovered until I had to just completely be real and open with, with what I was doing. And God knew, like God saw the whole thing. And that's ultimately, yeah, that's a great example. So I have another question. I'm going to have a ton of them. (laughs) So you said that the second time you went back into the church, you knew that it was like, you were not turning your back on God again. And so my question for you and kind of talking to the person who's struggling, you know, cause we all struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you know that it was the time to never turn your back on God again? <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know if I did know because at this point in my life to be completely honest and vulnerable, I, That's the scariest part is when you don't even realize, you don't even realize what's happening, what you, what the the hole that you've dug yourself into, like you're literally, this is the phrase that just came to my mind. Like you're at rock bottom. And then you realize that Jesus is the rock at the bottom. Mm. He is that foundation. 
And so, man, did I just get completely wrecked unexpectedly because I didn't even realize I was really at the bottom, but Jesus met me there. I was at the end of this toxic relationship where my therapist literally told me I needed to end it and she needed me to take some really extreme actions um, like sharing my location and she had to report this and that opened my eyes and I was just like, whoa, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. Like, this is so extreme. What in the world? I'm, I'm wrecked. Like, I'm at the bottom. And the only place I even knew to go was back to church. And this is Mm -hmm. COVID times. This is 2020. So people had been out of church from the pandemic and and church services started, were starting back up in my area. And so I was like, I need to go. But I told myself, don't you dare feel a thing, Sarah. You can Mm -hmm. go back. But but my flesh, my pride was like, you're going to sit there and you're not going to show emotion. You're going to go in, see people, and then leave. But the Holy Spirit had a completely different plan. And when I walked in there, just, oh, his, just his love and his grace. And, and then my, my, my awareness of, his, of meeting him, just, I couldn't shake it. And the Holy Spirit completely helped me walk up to the front and surrender. Something I was very sure I was not going to do going in there. I said, you're going to sit your butt down in this chair and then you're going to leave. And the Holy Spirit had a different plan. And I got to go up and weep at the feet of Jesus on my Mm. knees and re-accept God back into my life. And it wasn't even, it wasn't even like a me moment. It was, it was like, I felt the prayers of everyone in my life in that Mm. moment. I knew that people had been praying for me and I knew that people had been, had been wanting this moment. And I was surrounded by my friends and mentors that knew I had fallen away, but, but were acting like Jesus and were loving and accepting and there at my side and just, yeah, it was such a beautiful moment. It was seriously such a beautiful moment. And, and I knew then that he was everything and he was it. And I had tried it all. And I was unfortunate that I had to try it all in order to, to go to find that out. But we're here now. And I know that there's absolutely nothing in this world that can take me away from him. Praise God. You know, you said something and immediately uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse one jumped in my head. And I'm going to read Stop it. Stop it. I cannot That's stop That's my it. verse of the week. <laughs> That's Praise literally God. the verse of my week. You can't see it because it's blurred, but yeah. Hebrews, Hebrews 12.1. Yeah. And so you literally just lived that out. And for those of you who don't know, it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay, in, lay aside every weight and sin which cling so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And and I encourage you to read all of Hebrews chapter 12. Heck, while you're there, read the whole Bible. But when you said all the people around me that have been praying for me, Mm. uh, so so that's, I just got Hebrews 12, one vibes off that. 
Oh, that's so good. I didn't even think about that in the aspect of that being in my story like that. Cause when I, when I read that verse this week, knowing God wanted me to memorize it, I, I heard, like, I was thinking it in terms of like angels and, right. uh, you know, just, yeah. So now you contextualize that for me to be like people in my life that were surrounding me in prayer and yeah, that's beautiful. So thank you. Praise God. Well, don't thank me. Thank the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Because only he can do that. Only yeah. he can do that. We know mm-hmm. that. So I I have, you know, I sent you a ton of questions mm-hmm. about going to France and, mm-hmm. you know, about. but right now I'm sitting in this moment and this song is ringing inside of my head. And I've actually been listening to it earlier today. And you're living out this song. It's called Gratitude. There's a part of the song that says, come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Mm. You know, uh, was it lift up? What's what's the next line? Come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Lift up. Your song because you got a lion inside of your soul. Right, right, right. That's it. So I was sharing that with my students. Uh, uh, 58-year-old man leading a youth group. Can you believe that? I thought that was a young man's game, right? But (laughs) for whatever reason, God put it on my heart. And the ministry has been thriving. Mm, And so I'm coming to you right now. And I don't know why, but maybe. So let me say this to the audience. Sarah Katsianis is real. She's not fake. She loves the Lord. She relies on the Lord, period. There's, it doesn't even have to be an exclamation point at the end of that. It's just who she is. And so I sat in her Zoom Bible study, and she would ask a simple question. What is God saying to you right now? And then she would pause, and she would give people an opportunity to share that because she believes that God talks to us. Mm-hmm. And so that is the backdrop on what I'm about to ask you to do. Mm-hmm. We're living our life and yeah. uh, speaking to Sarah, but also speaking to our listeners. I was doing something about 30 minutes ago, 40 minutes ago, and Sarah was doing whatever she was doing in her life. But I always want to give space for God. Sarah sent me a text message and said, Hey, when are we doing the podcast? And I said, I think I wrote something like literally the the day you tell me you're ready. And so she said, ready. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, here we are. And so what I want to do, and, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but for some reason, you reached out today of all days. And I want to give you space to maybe speak about what's on your heart mm. because unless you just, I, I was bored. And so I wanted to talk to someone. <laughs> so I open that back to you to give you an opportunity to mm. speak what's on your heart. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well, What I think really God wants me to emphasize is the verse. um, 
There's, there's a few verses that come to my mind, but Romans 8, 28. Mm. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And there's also, yeah, there's another verse that's coming to my mind, but specifically what I can't shake right now is how God really does work everything and anything for his good and for his purpose if you let him if you really let him and right now in my season i'm having to like i'm having to take myself from this high place from this from this pride and i'm having to humble myself and i'm having to say god use me because this is you know just looking at my story i keep seeing like places that God has, has used the bad for his good and he's redeemed it. And, and that comes from, you know, just, just every aspect of my story. But lately too, I found myself kind of distancing myself from God, even though I was going on these mission trips this summer and like, uh, yeah, I was on this mission trip and I was asking these, these theological questions with God. And I was going down this rabbit hole of, of theology and, and religion and asking myself, why do I believe what I believe? And abandoning the relational aspect with God and, and our creator. And he used that for his good. He really did. He really did because in those trials, in those troubles, it is an opportunity for joy. Just like James 1, 2 says, the, consider it pure joy, your brothers and sisters, when troubles of any, any kind come your way, because it's an opportunity for joy. It's an opportunity for perseverance. It's an opportunity to perfect yourself in who Christ is and and that's what those those were. Those were moments where I was digging myself into, into places that maybe I shouldn't have been. Maybe I was getting too uh, like law-based. I don't even know what you call it. I was hard. I, my, the thing is, is my heart was getting hard. My heart was getting so hard. And I, yeah, I just didn't really like the fruits of my life. I didn't, I was having to like, kind of come to these realizations, like, oh no, where am I God? And like, redirect me, like, call me back to you. And, and I've made progress since, but I just think my emphasis right now is, is, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. We've all been called according to his purpose. He loves us all. Jews and Gentiles, any, any person, he loves us all. And he can work all things for his good. He really can. And, and I think that, yeah, lately that's the lesson that I've been learning and would just love to emphasize that. So I'm going to start to land this podcast. I believe that it's really neat how God is. And so I do not want to disrupt him. Uh, so I would ask, do you mind? And I would, I think you don't mind uh, giving, like, how can people contact you? 
Oh, um, yeah. Where would you like for them to reach out to you so that so that they can? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my social media, my Instagram DMs is typically how I prefer like contact because email just I don't I guess if you want to email me, my email is also on my social media, but Instagram. So my at on Instagram is very gossip girl esque. <laughs> XOXO Sarah Grace. Um, so yeah, again, XOXO Sarah with an H, Sarah Grace. And then my TikTok, you can follow me on TikTok, and there's a link in my bio for that. But it's Sarah Ketsianis, and Ketsianis is a very long last name. So just probably find me through my Instagram and and go through that route and my emails there as well. Um, and yeah, any question is and being vulnerable and honest and open, I've found to be the best route to take. So don't be afraid of the questions that you have and and whatever you're going through in the history of mankind, it has been gone through. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I would just say just be really honest and transparent and open. If you can with a stranger like me, then great but preferably with more people that, that know and love you and that are there walking in your life. But yeah. those are some, yeah. And I will have that in the description notes of the podcast. So you guys can just go down and click on that. So before we get out of here, I always ask every guest to give some encouraging word to our listeners, uh, what you would want them to have as we close? Mm. Oh, let me think. Ooh, yeah, okay, okay, I got, I I think this is all, this is ultimately like a game changer for me. This was Mm. a huge game changer for me. It's going from individualism to community. Like it's, it's taking your, passions and what God has given you and giving it away. It's not keeping it for yourself. Cause like God with the bags of gold and in investing like in the parable, I think it's Matthew. I don't want to be wrong on this. Let me, you're not I, wrong. Is it Matthew? It's in Matthew and also uh, Luke has it. Oh, parable nice. Of the talents or parables. Of Matthew 25, 14. Yeah. Yes. Great. Okay. So you want to invest in that because when God gave these people bags of, of gold to take care of and steward, he rebuked the person that kept it to himself. Mm-hmm. He praised me, said, well done, my good and faithful servant to the ones that were investing in, in and, you know, pu- pushing it out there and, and making, accumulating more and, and giving their abilities out. Right. And so that's what I would say. I say, I've always found myself stagnant when it's just about me, when it's Mm -hmm. just me, myself, and I, and there's a season for everything. And there's a season where you can just be with God, just you and him. And from that filling up though, I would say you need to share it with the people that are in your sphere of influence. You don't have to be an influencer with millions of followers to have influence. You have influenced the people that you're immediately around in your life. And so when you get inspired when you have something that God has told you and has put on your heart, share it with other people. And um, 
and just see how like encouraging others really satisfies and gratifies our souls. And so again, just like pushing it and making it about other people and community instead of just individualism, which is, I think, what our society has gone more into and maybe evolved into. And just like fighting against it, being the light of the world and and just sharing what God has done. And okay, another plug, volunteer, game-changing, literally game-changing. It's going along the lines of what I'm talking about with sharing and giving and not just consuming. When we go to church, we just kind of like get into a habit of just consuming. But when we become that church, when we invest our time into kids ministry or greeting or the coffee bar or the welcome desk, like whatever it is that you can volunteer for, I guarantee you, your local church has volunteer options to give back to the homeless or whatever it is, just give, just, you know, don't just be a consumer. Just try to try to give because seriously, it's a blessing to you. It Mm. really is. It is the most fulfilling thing. And it makes sense because we weren't made to just consume. We were made to share and to go and to, make disciples of all nations. And that's our calling. That's our ultimate purpose on our life. And so when we fulfill that, we get that satisfaction in our souls that we're like doing the work of God that we're, that we're serving and that we're, yeah. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. It makes sense. Praise God. Well, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on the podcast. Really appreciate you having me. Yeah, thank you so much, Greg, for all that you do and all the influence that you have. And yeah, God bless. Thank you. Well, praise God. That was a complete God moment. From the time we started speaking, I really felt the presence of the Lord. And I had I had all kinds of questions for her that I had sent to her, but I really felt like God was saying, let Sarah get off of her chest what she needed. So, and I pray that you're blessed with that. Please reach out to her if you have any prayer requests, any needs, especially if you're listening to this and maybe you are in a situation where, or a time in your life where you're listening to this podcast and it spoke directly to you. I would encourage you to reach out to her. She definitely uh, would enjoy reaching back and doing whatever God has called her to do for you. Well, I'm going to pray for us and then I'm going to get us out of here. Father, thank you so much for Sarah. Thank you for ordaining this time. We know that it came out of nowhere, but it didn't come out of nowhere for you. You knew and you were planning it. So thank you for allowing both of us to be obedient, which is what you're looking for. So thank you for that. Continue to lift up Sarah, continue to pray for the ministry that you have for her, the poetry book that you have her writing, that it would be a blessing to so many people as she writes it, has it edited, and finishes it to get it published. Pray, Lord God, that be with our listeners, allow them to have the courage 
call on your name, to reach out and to get help however they need. And know that we here at Agape Leaders would love to be the support that they need. As always, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Well, that's all we have for this week's Agape Leaders podcast. Until next time, you have a blessed week.